You are listening to the Vita Foods Insights podcast. Join us as we explore the key issues and emerging trends affecting the global health and nutrition industry, helping businesses make informed decisions and drive change. Hello and welcome to the Vita Foods Insights podcast. I'm Charlotte Bastianza, joined today by Alba Manzanier, who is Senior Legal Analyst at CBD Intel. Thank you for joining me, Alba. Thank you, Charlotte, for inviting me. Um, we're talking today on the hot topic of CBD, which is of interest to manufacturers across the world. A lot of businesses are interested in introducing more CBD products, but there's still quite a lot of legal tape. Um, I think a lot of people are still confused about uh, what will what will happen when the different legal bodies make their decision on the regulatory side. So we're talking today on implications of the EU novel food regulations on the CBD food supplement sector. Um, so Albert, what is the EU novel food regulation? Yes. Well, the EU novel food regulations is, well, a, a European regulation uh, that, as the name suggests, um, tackles foods. Um, the latest version of this regulation entered into force in 2018, and the regulation basically looks to guarantee the safety of foodstuff that does not have a history of consumption in the EU. A novel food product is, well, it is considered to be a food that wasn't commonly used in the EU prior to 1997. So this is a date that we will be um, discussing further on. And this date is basically when the original EU food regulations were enacted. And do food supplements, uh, do, that, do those fall under um, the novel food regulation in the EU? Yes. Food supplements are included in the definition of foods as is defined by EU regulation. So the definition encompasses, well, substances or products that are, well, they can be either processed or not, and that are reasonably expected to be ingested by humans. So I think that the key word here is um, ingestion. And when are novel food supplements considered novel? Well, um, as I mentioned before, 1997 is the cutoff date. Um, if it can be proved that a food was commonly used um, before that, then it's not novel. And uh, well, the novel status would apply to, it could apply to new foods, but it could also apply to food from new sources, um, it could apply to new ways and new technologies for producing food. Um, as is the case for CBD, which we will talk about in a minute more, um, this isn't of easy interpretation and it isn't always clear if a certain food is novel or not. And um, Alba, something I'm quite interested to, to hear about is the novel food catalogue. What exactly is that um, and how would that be quite useful for people who are not familiar with which foods cat are, are categorised as novel or not? Yes. Well, the novel food catalogue is, as you say, something that is being um, very discussed. 
um, it is basically a list of products that are, you know, of, of, they can be of animal and plant origin, and it can also be just other types of substances that are subject to the novel food regulation. So it is a non-exhaustive list, um, and it mainly serves as an orientation um, on whether a product will need to be authorized under the novel food regulation. Great. And then um, I suppose talking about CBD, uh, where is that categorized at the moment within the EU? Is it considered a novel food? I know there's a lot of controversy around that because it is something that has existed for a long time and we have had knowledge about. Um, but I'd be very interested to hear from you um, where CBD fits in as a novel um, food supplement. Yes. Well, at the moment, the short answer is yes, CBD is novel. Um, however, the use of hemp in foods and food supplements um, does have a proven history and is considered um, a traditional food. So drawing the line between what is considered a hemp or a hemp-derived product and a CBD product is proving to be challenging. Um, the industry and relevant stakeholders are, you know, doing whatever they can to obtain a more favorable interpretation um, on the matter by member states. And um, how exactly can the industry adapt and comply with the regulation? Well, there are two ways in which CBD food supplements um, may be placed on the market attending to the EU novel food regulations. Um, on one side, and as we have been discussing, uh, they can prove a history of consumption, and we and we know that uh, there is some ongoing work in that sense. And on the other side, they could apply and receive a pre-market authorization. This would be following the procedure that is established by the regulation, which um, I will talk about further on. And um, what exactly is pre-market authorization and what are the implications of that for producers? Well, as the name suggests, a pre-market authorization means producers cannot just go and register their products with authorities and, you, you know, just go ahead and place a product on the market. So this is a very, um, it's a very sensitive uh topic for the industry, let's say, um, they would first need to submit an application, wait for authorities to say, yes, your product is safe enough for consumption, mm. and then they would be able to place a product on the market. So according to the current procedure, this may take up to 16 months. Now, within this time, the European Food Safety Authority uh, which I guess uh, you may have heard about, um, would come up with a risk assessment. For that, they have nine months. And after that, then the Commission would internally discuss the adoption of an implementing act that would effectively authorize that novel food, if that was the case. So this is uh, supposed to happen within seven months after the EFSA's ruling. So as you can see, it's not something that, you know, will just take a couple of months. And uh, then, well, another thing that I wanted to also address as, a, as an implication for the industry in terms of this pre-market authorization is the level of documentation that is required which is also a big concern for the industry and then and that can be 
can prove to be quite challenging for small sized businesses as you know, toxicology studies are required, um, data on different aspects, uh, on safety, on metabolism, on estimated intake. So this is, it, it isn't a, you know, a very straightforward thing to do, especially for smaller size businesses. Absolutely. It's, um, it's very complex. And I think the whole, uh, the whole procedure of getting CBD approved is a very layered one. Um, Alba, what do you see in the near future developments? You know, what can we expect in the coming, in the coming years? Yes. Well, I think we can expect, um, in the short term, further guidelines from the European side. Um, at European level, I mean, and also at member state level. I think we will, we will get also court cases, which will be mm. quite interesting and which will help um, frame um, what is the current regulatory situation for CBD. We could even expect some changes to the catalog following industry efforts that we know are ongoing. And well, on the other hand, and as we were just discussing, we are also expecting this decision on the ongoing application for a novel food authorization by certain players, which I think will definitely influence where the industry goes and which players then after that, you know, just decide to, to get in line and try to comply as best as they can with the regulation. Right. Well, Alba, thank you very much for um, for your insights today on the current CBD landscape. Um, I think the entire industry is eagerly waiting on decisions from from all of the regulatory bodies. I know the US is also um, with the FDA are also having their own challenges. Um, but thank you very much for sharing your knowledge and thanks for joining me. Yeah, thank you, Charlotte. It was a pleasure for me to be discussing this with you today.